Welcome to Muddy Water. This is episode 17. Guys, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my ayahuasca experience and the healing ceremony that I went through. Stay tuned. It's going to be good. And as always, welcome to Muddy Water. Alright, so ayahuasca is becoming one of those all of the rage kind of things. Uh, a lot of people are going to experience it, and I encourage that. I definitely encourage that, because I'm going to tell you uh, a little bit about my experience here. Um, it's been a long journey for me, and it will continue to be a long journey for me. I've been on this kind of road of self-discovery, right? And a lot of my podcasts have been interviewing other people, and, and the true purpose behind that was... Uh, trying to grasp this understanding of others, trying to know what motivates them, what what drives them to participate in whatever actions they choose for themselves. I've talked to artists, I've talked to executives, I've talked to uh, coaches, I mean, I've talked to um, uh, teachers, DJs, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations thus far, about 15 episodes and a few, you know, salt and pepper of my own things, but... I've come to this point where I'm ready to delve into my own venture, right? And that's that's why I really went on this journey with ayahuasca. And it was really eye-opening. Um, and the centerpiece of what I want to talk about is finding what is within us all, right? There, there are some stages to getting where you want to go. Um, if you want to have a vision for tomorrow, you... You can't be afraid to dream today, right? You can't be afraid to create something for yourself. And so fear is obviously one thing that I talk about a lot because it's it's played a, a prevalent role in my life. It's It's been my battle, I guess you could say. Um, I'm a strong-willed individual, but I'm afraid of my own will, if that makes sense. Um, and on this journey, uh, a few things were opened up for me. Right. The first that I realized was that we're all born, right? And we come into the world after birth. We begin to develop this awareness of our surroundings, this awareness of ourselves. And the first thing we notice around us is that everyone is covering something up, right? We come into the world and we see that everyone's hiding something. At least this has been my experience. From a young age, I noticed that there was something missing in people. All around me, I was like, hmm, something, it doesn't, I interpreted it at first as a lack of honesty around me. I thought that everyone was a liar. I was like, everyone's just lying about who they are, about they're holding something back. But as a kid, you know, we imitate, we're, we're impressionable. That's how we learn. We take the impressions of our environment and we become like the things that we're, that are around us initially. That's how we learn, right? That's how we learn to speak. That's how we learn to walk. That's how we learn to use the bathroom, how to sit at the table and eat, how to cook, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. Um, but I had this realization in my journey with ayahuasca. I, I was sitting there and I could not stop laughing. It was uncontrollable laughter just from the gut because a picture came to me. And I realized that I had been born with this gold, right? This lump of gold. And I lost my gold. I was like, where is my gold? I don't know where it is. So I traversed 
the universe in search of this lump of gold. And finally, I came to the end of my um, resources, the end of my energy. And I was like, I have no way to know where this gold is. I have no way to know where I put it, where I lost it. I'm done. And then as I take my backpack off and go into it to see what I have left, I find that the gold has been on my back the entire time. The things that we seek in life come from within us. We've all heard the secret at this point that we create our own reality. But how do you get to the point of understanding that? How do you go on that journey? You have to learn to eliminate the illusions in your life. There's an integration of spirit and so or spirit and body. There's an integration between thought and practice. We have to learn to integrate. I had this a uh, picture um I wish I could draw because I would throw it up you know cuz it's really cool but it was a framework of the body right and it was made out of uh chain links and there was beautiful red silk that wove through the chain links uh because you know there's a gap in between every link and it wove throughout the whole body and I saw this picture of body and soul and how they are integrated the soul runs through the body, right? It is the energy, it's the source, it's the emotion, it's the center. But we have a structure around that, right? So I got caught up in this push-pull where I would go wall one, you know, all the way to one side, this complete, rational, harsh, firm, like a rock, you know, and I would lose soul. And then I would go to the other side and I would be delusioned. I would, I would be delusional and I would lose my ability to practice um, anything that would lead me to success. I got caught up in what I thought was this heightened awareness. But what I learned from all this is that the integration of self with your environment begins with the elimination of illusion. And that illusion in your life is that what you're looking for is somewhere else. The illusion in your life is that what you want will come to you outside of your own self. That is the illusion. This is the other thing that I saw. There was a door there that had a red sign on it that said employees only. So the ayahuasca began to kick in, right? And uh, the door started glowing, and there, the inner voice kind of led me to it. It was like, go go to the door. So I got out of the circle. I walked over to the door, and I'm standing at it. And all of a sudden, I realized that the people had been covering themselves up. And I thought that I was missing something because it looked like everyone was hiding something of immense value. They're guarding this thing right? And it says employees only. You can't come in our circle if you don't have what we have, but no one will tell you what it is that they have, right? You talk to people about their lives. They're out of touch with their emotions. They don't, they don't have direction. They just wake up, go to work, go through the motions. It's all just a circus act. It's a show, right? And we feel that. We feel the emptiness of other people's actions and yet we seek their approval. Yet we cower in the face of their judgment and yet we turn that on ourselves. We're still, right? 
And what I realized that behind that door was there was nothing for me behind that door. There was nothing for me to obtain behind that door because behind the doors of exclusion lie only the selfhood of other people. So it's not something that you can truly obtain anyway. You cannot become another person, right? You are who you are. And that's where the realization of the gold on my back came. This thing that I, this absence I felt from the world around me was simply the fact that I was out of touch with who I am. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but I can't remember this dude's name, but he has this big vault and he's like super rich guy in this city. And finally, uh, the dragon lady, the dragon queen, she goes and forces him to open the vault and they find that there's nothing inside of it. This man had become great via his own personality, via himself, simply by creating the belief that he had immense wealth. Others began to see that, and they began to follow, and they began to serve at his command, right? But what was in the vault? Nothing. Nothing was in the vault. That acceptance that you seek It is nothing. The judgment that you feel, it is nothing. Because all that anyone truly has is themselves. How how do we watch people like Anthony Bourdain and um, Kate Spade, people who have seemingly everything, they end it all. Why? Because what they sought did not give them what they truly desired. Because at the center of every desire is the self. We have a craving to know our own selves, to know who we are, to touch our souls. Satisfaction, right? It is found in the essence of what you are. Finding purpose in life is simply coming into contact with your essence. We call it destiny, like there's this some great search that we have to go on, that we have to find our purpose. And your purpose is yourself. Your selfhood is your purpose. Your existence is your purpose. Therefore, you have the power to create whatever you so desire, so long as it flows from the essence of who you are. And that is where a healthy identity can be found. That is where a healthy identity can be shaped in the knowledge of one's own self. If we continue to seek out what everyone else has, then we will get what everyone else has. And everything that they have to offer you is not you. And so you begin to feel empty inside, of course. Right? Of course you feel empty. Why? Because everyone is giving you Everything that isn't you. And so you become a shell. You become a shell. You lose touch with your essence. You walk through the motions. You lose yourself. Some people describe this as being ungrounded. You have to come into contact with your own essence. And it's scary. It's one of the most scary things that you can experience in life because... Because we're taught to hide it from day one. They associate it with 
shame. Just think about the fact that the first thing you're taught about your even your nudity, for instance, that you cover it up. You don't let anyone see the private parts, right? Why? Because it's shameful. Why? Why is it shameful? Why is it a shame for a man to love another man? Why is it a shame for someone to walk away from a multi-million dollar career to pursue an artistic endeavor? Why is it shameful for people to be who they are? I'll tell you why. Because you're afraid. And not only have people taken this idea of judgment and fear betwixt one another, but they've elevated it and given it a higher power and they call it God and they say that he stands in the sky and he judges you for being you, though he created you. Do you see the circle, the savagery? They feed on your fear. The greatest part about it is that it is an illusion. How can the created get in trouble for being what it was created to be? I don't believe personally in creation, but I'm showing you the absolute insanity in this way of thinking. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely insane to be afraid of your own essence, to fear your own shadow, one might say. To fear your own shadow. And that is what you will actually come to find uh, is at the center of everything you're afraid of. Because we create our own fears. We decide what we will be afraid of. We learn from our environment. Fear is the absence of knowledge. And it's, and it's in this way. When you put your hand on the stove as a child and you're burned, that word burn, it becomes a symbol in your mind. Fear is nothing but symbology. Okay, it's just a symbol for something. But there is knowledge behind that symbol. So now the word burn, we carry that through us and we associate these emotions with that experience, that trauma of burning our hand. But what is the true answer to why the stove burns your hand? Is it because it burns you? Fire burns you. Oh, heat burns you. Ah, It is true. It can do this. But it can also be used for making a meal. For giving you energy, you sit in a vehicle that operates on combustion and it takes you all around the world. But one of the first lessons you learn in life is that it will hurt you. But it's because we don't continue our belief. We don't drag our belief from itself into knowledge. Belief is the beginning but it should always lead into knowledge. Faith is the beginning, but it should always lead into knowledge. I believe that there is something more, therefore I will know the something beyond. I will come to know that which is beyond, but it begins with believing that there is something else. There is something other. If you don't think that faith exists, then go shopping with your wife. 
<laughs> How many dresses do they got to try on? It's because they believe there is something better. It's perfectionism. It's perfectionism. But what we do is we add judgment to our perfectionism. Imagine if you were dress shopping and everyone you tried on that you didn't like, you called it a failure. And so you began stacking up failures in your shopping experience. Do you think that you would make it very far? Would you try very many other stores if you considered every item of clothing you tried on that you didn't like a failure? It's no different with your experiences. The experience that you have is the clothing that you try on, metaphorically speaking, obviously. Don't be afraid to try on new things. Trying on new things adds knowledge. And it's just as important to know what doesn't work as it is to know what does work. Because if man started a fire by accident and burned himself and never continued his, in, his uh, inspection of the flame, then we wouldn't have hardly anything that we have in this world. Almost everything flows out of combustion, right? Out of fire. It is energy. It is the energy by which our world operates So imagine if he got burned, but he didn't ever come to realize that it could be a tool. He just used it improperly. It's not for your skin. It's not a treatment for your body. But there's a product of it that is. We call it heat, right? Your fear is just something that you haven't understood properly yet. So... What you should do is begin to examine each and every one of your fears that you might come to understand it fully and thus eliminate fear. And when you eliminate fear, you make room for faith to believe that there is something other, something else, that everything has a use, that everything has a purpose, including you, my friend, including you. Just because you've tried on many different experiences doesn't mean that you failed in any way. You simply haven't found your own essence yet. But every time you try on an experience and it doesn't work out, it's uncomfortable. You don't like it. You don't like the way it looks. It fits. It smells. It hurts. You chalk it up as failure. I will never do that again. How often do we do this in relationships? One guy, one girl breaks your heart. Relationships are fucked. They suck. No, you tried on the wrong one. You simply tried on the wrong one. What this world is lacking is freedom. We should encourage each other in our freedoms. Encourage one another to become. Don't judge change. Change is necessary. The center of our existence is founded on change, evolution, growth. Who would you be if you never changed? You would still be shitting in diapers. Do you see the insanity of the way we think? The realities are all around us in our everyday life and we go through them unaware. You simply, to to change, to grow, to find the secrets of life, you simply need to become aware of what is happening around you. Alan Watts says that Zen is in everything if you'll only learn the language that it speaks. 
If you'll only learn the language that it speaks, you will find that there is a lesson to be learned in every experience. Fear is not something to be learned. Fear is is useful only until you come to a knowledge of the item. You have to learn to coexist with fear. Fear is the pause button. It tells you, hey, hold on, this isn't working. Okay, get your hand out of the fire, dumbass. It's burning you. Okay, so I don't use it that way anymore. What can I use it for? Fuel, right? Heat, food. Fear. Fear has a time limit. It has an expiration. And if you keep it beyond its expiration then it it rots. It rots inside of you and it begins to rot you from the inside out. It consumes you. You say, well, you don't know what happened to me. You don't know how I was treated. You don't know what they said to me. It doesn't matter, friend. You simply haven't uncovered the knowledge that you need from the experience yet. Keep digging. Keep digging. Digging, don't stop. Einstein said, I am only passionately curious. And he changed the world because he never accepted the first answer. He never accepted the first experience. He never accepted his first interpretation of his experience. All around us, we see every day that anything you say or do can be interpreted in a million different ways. Seven billion different ways, to be exact. And that's not even including extra species. Your perception is dire in growth. Because as you add knowledge to experience, fear dissipates and your awareness is enhanced. If there's anything that I learned from this journey with ayahuasca, the center of it is this. Keep going. Do not stop. Just because something didn't work doesn't mean that it won't work the next time. Just find a way to make it useful. They suppress the scientists in us all from an early age by telling us what the answers are and when we challenge them, we're told that we're wrong. Wrong. Oh, hey, I found out that uh, I can use fire to cook my food and make it taste better. Wrong, fire burns you. That's the only answer. It burns you, it burns you, it's burned you. Stop being an idiot. You don't know how the world works. Do you see how foolish it is? How stupid we are to cling to fear? How much we're missing out on? How much knowledge, how much greatness, how much essence we leave behind because we choose to cling to one perspective one version 
The answers are all around us. And if you're having trouble pushing through the fear, then I'm telling you, today, as soon as you're done listening to this, today, you surround yourself with symbols of perseverance. My favorite one was the salmon. I love the story of the salmon. It goes out to sea, it breeds, and it goes home. It returns. And it accomplishes something incredible on its journey. It gives new life. It overcomes overwhelming odds. Have you seen a salmon jumping up a waterfall? Let me ask you, can you jump up a waterfall? No. Look at the perils, the dangers. You have fishermen, you have bears, you have just the strain of the journey itself, and it's all stacked on top of you. But if you don't have those pressures, you will never uncover the greatness within yourself. Would the salmon be an incredible animal if it didn't swim against the current? If it didn't jump past bears? If it didn't give its life? For new birth, Lao Tzu, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, he said, and this is a paraphrase, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. So on this journey, when you feel like you're dying, you are You are dying and it's beautiful because out of death, new life always comes. It may not be the same essence, but out of my death, flowers will bloom. Out of the salmon's death, baby salmon find their life, right? (laughs) Baby salmon. It's funny. It's beautiful, right? You feel like you're dying because you are. But don't worry, there is new life waiting for you, new perspective waiting for you, calling for you. Don't fear the journey, don't fear death. It's dire to your growth, to your experience. Keep pushing forward, keep illuminating, keep Remembering, no matter the trauma, you push through and you find new life. That's all for episode 17, short and sweet, friends. You'll see me on the big stage one day, but for now, we're kicking it with the podcast. Muddy Water is out, friends. Persevere.